Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise, and this is the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond series. And I'm really grateful and honored to discuss the topic of not giving up with Kirk Patrick Miller. Kirk, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. It's it's always an honor and a pleasure. Well, I really was thinking about it because, you know, if someone just tunes into this show the first time and they've never heard all my other shows, I know who you are. Many people know who you are, but I'd love it in this exact moment of now, if you could describe your chaos to cured vision that you're living and breathing in every way and what you're doing, just give everyone a little window into who you are. Absolutely. So my biggest journey in my life was, you know, I was constantly told um, a lot of things I was diagnosed with were, you know, the message I received was often doom and gloom in terms of you're going to struggle with this. You're going to have a hard time with this. And when you hear that message enough, it kind of gets planted and the problem for myself and for for a long time, I would say honestly, almost 20 plus years, I was just literally lost. I think I knew who I was um, when I was really young. And it, once I started kind of getting lost with some mental health issues, that was when um, I truly kind of stopped knowing who I was and I allowed in a lot of ways, I allowed the world to define me through labels, through um, stigmas and stereotypes. And so my main thing that um, I want to help others with is finding and realizing that they are enough exactly as they are. And there is nothing in this world that can hold someone back if they are willing to fight for what they want. It doesn't matter what you're born with. There's always a way you can fight for yourself. And to me, I really believe everyone can chase their dreams. Okay. I want to take that all in. So I want to set the table. This is the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond series. And you know the definition of it. Neurostyle is defined as we all process and perceive things in our own unique way. And it's multidimensional. And my current earth definition is with, it includes the fabulous five biological, psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, and sixth sense intuition. But the dimensions of sensory perception are infinite. And that includes the and beyond. And one of the things I just heard you talk about is feeling like it's not good enough or you're told a certain thing. And one of my biggest passions and the reason why I launched into the global community, uh, I think it's like eight or eight years ago, is that I felt like how do people come from a place of awareness of their own unique sensory perception? How does someone access their own self-love? How does someone maximize their own human DNA blueprint with the unseen energy of the quantum universe. And so I wanted to tell you, I have had, even since you and I spoke last, so many other souls that have come my way that we've discussed high level um, discussions on sensory perception. So the never giving up, chasing your dreams is really a shout out. This episode's a shout out for everyone to reach their own best self, even if you're in crisis, because we all have moments of crisis. So I just want to say that also my understanding of even the terms insane, staying sane, this, that, to me, all feeling states are valid. I'm going to say that two more times. All feeling states are valid. All feeling states are valid, but then with your own unique sensory perception, whatever that is, we're all a bundle of excitement, energy. How do we have our best day on earth? Because we're a living, breathing, sentient being interacting with our environment. And if we have all different sensory perceptions, how do we have our best day? 
And if you're told that there's a disorder or you're full of disease, especially when it comes to your mental health, a lot of people can feel almost like it's the, a curse or a stamp on them. And so as a, an adult and child integrative psychiatrist that bridges Western, Eastern, and now what I'm calling universe medicine, the words we tell ourselves create our reality. Our words, thoughts, and actions create it. So Kirk is now going to respond to this, but he's a champion of mastering his own unique neurostyle with humility. And he's also incredibly bright artist, thinker. I would, I'm going to call you one of my consciousness explorers, musician, friend, uncle, son, coach, athlete. There's so much to who you are and to who everyone is listening. Okay. So there we go. I'm going to let you respond. I just want to be so like, I'm so passionate about everything you're doing, Kirk, and the way you've lived your life. Oh, I, I, what you just said is, um, you know, the first thing I really look at when I, I start trying to analyze, if I'm trying to figure out why, why did I put myself or allow myself to kind of, well, not kind of, I was absolutely fooled into thinking I had less worth and less value as a human. And this lasted for a long time. And it led to problems in relationships because what I would do is since I didn't believe in myself, why would I invest in myself through education or through other things? It was always about building others up because deep down, I really didn't think I had any chance. I had any way to kind of break free. And what what happened was, you know, as that those words, and again, the people that were telling me these things were doing so out of compassion. They were trying to explain what I was going through, which was very serious. So, you know, any mental health diagnosis that's really extreme or serious, it, it needs to be discussed. And so they never meant to cause harm. I just want to bring that out. What, what happened was over time that kind of piled up on my shoulders and it was enough weight. The best way I can describe it is just like chains. Like every time I heard something about how I couldn't do something, it was like one more thing that kind of got held me back. So I felt slower and slower and slower. And then fear, fear was the big one that started coming in because then you're fearful of, well, what if I do this on my own? I'm, I'm going to fail. That fear of failure was so mammoth because of misperceptions. Um, and you said it, uh, you know, earlier, um, we all process and perceive. And I love that with your word neurostyle, because it really does show that every individual, it doesn't matter if they think in a different way. And we see that as odd. Um, you know, Pythagoras, a famous philosopher in Greece, you know, is known to, um, he said that he was a dog in his past life he came up with wild ideas today's world might say oh we need to medicate you we need to do this but the math he did he's the first person to prove dissonance and consonance in music by using hammers and and i mean some of the things that you so read about in history you see individuals with these spectacular minds <clears throat> and i think uh, in a lot of ways, we've needed to classify things. We're trying to understand them. Um, I think one of the most important things for me and what made me help break out was years ago when you introduced the word neurostyle because it it helped me see, one, that what I'm looking at is I was kind of defining myself by words, not by what my heart was, not by what I'm capable of, even by what my actions showed. So I was defining myself based on definitions that were written in a book by people who have never even experienced the things I went through. So, so right yes, as you're saying this, this is one of the most important things that I've leveled up on, even since you and I have spoken in my own deeper in appreciation and also my meeting of people who have sensory perception giftedness that we, I believe you have and many people I know 
the word non-judgment, the word integration. So if we, I, I want to just thank all the paradigm progression pioneers, scientists, doctors, therapists, spiritual leaders, athletes, influencers, parents, family members. I want to thank all of humanity because we got to this moment and a lot of our words, we don't realize they're a lot of the words that we use in society are divisive or they, they come across judgmental. And so I love the fact that I feel very fortunate that I trained as a Western medicine doctor and I find value when people come to me with feeling states or sensory perception, that I have a way of using the scientific method with the Western way, but it was never enough for me as a doctor. I have been practicing something that's now what they're calling this new thing that for me has been my way of life is called lifestyle medicine. But now I'm taking it one step further because this tags off what you just said. I'm calling it universe medicine now because we have a new understanding of the quantum unseen energy. So you, Kirk, you just mentioned past lives. I want to unpack a whole nother show with you on that because the sensory perception of someone that let's say you're in the middle of some sort of episode of a mental health episode, we have to ask ourselves what feeling states in that moment of now are the ones I'm experiencing that are related to my immediate environment what are past traumas? What might even be family traumas, ancestral DNA? We now know that the body keeps score, that we, we carry trauma. We know of Joe Dispenza's work. We know of Bruce Lipton's work. We know of Deepak Chopra. We know of Minos Kafatos, quantum physicist. And so for me as a doctor, it was never good enough just to use the word disorder just to say your major depression or bipolar, because we now know we travel in many different feeling states, many different sensory perceptions, and some of the most brilliant minds are accessing other levels of sensory awareness that people are just starting to know how to talk about. So I feel like the never give up part of your journey, I just want to like elevate and celebrate your integration, your non-judgment, your scientific method, your unique desire to have your best life, Kirk, and then attract other people that are open-minded to all ways of being well. And I just want to encourage people to think for themselves because you are, you have all your own answers. You get to choose who's in your life that can help you have your best life. Oh, that was perfectly said. You know, it's, um, I'm trying to think of, um, a particular, I, I don't think there's one particular moment for, but for about six or seven years now. So I think you, it was maybe a couple of years ago when you and I spoke and I said, you know, for five years, I said, I've been feeling like things are building up. And a lot of, I think there was one key word that I like that you combine with neurostyle, which is embrace your neurostyle. And for me, part of being able to survive and actually elevate myself to where I want to go and what I what I I know I can achieve, the main thing that helped me get there was embracing exactly who I was and stop. I just stopped looking at myself as a negative. I stopped looking at all of my flaws as the only focus. And I started noticing that, honestly, you know, even when I work with, um, you know, children, um, not as often with adults, but when I work with people or definitely with educational consulting, when I'm working with a child that's in school, oftentimes when we do homework, math homework, and this does have a point, uh, I promise. But if we go through math homework and a teacher sends us home, what they do is they mark every single one that's wrong. And yes, we have. And they also use a red pen. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, for me, I just, I look at, and there were a few like catalysts that happened in my life, good choices that I made, 
uh, embracing who I was and then honestly just believing that I could go where I needed to go. When that started to happen, you know, random weird doors might open up. I didn't always pay attention to them. Sometimes I walked past the opportunities, uh, but the more relaxed, the the more pleased I was with where I was going. And then as soon as I stopped trying to be there instantly, you know, giving myself time and some grace to achieve what I wanted to, all of a sudden, you know, those chains I talked about earlier just kind of slowly started removing. It's a long process to retrain ourselves to think that we have value. And the moment you embrace yourself, the moment you see that you have value, that you deserve happiness, then all of a sudden things did start changing. And I know there's a lot of talk about manifestation and um, I would highly suggest anybody listening to read the book, The Secret, or watch the, the movie. It's actually very solid. Right. And, you know, that kind of goes in with some of the things that you were mentioning where you, when once you figure out the person you want to be, then, you know, I told my nieces, I'm trying to think of the exact phrase. I said, you know, wake up, um, you know, see it, believe it, be it. And that's, you know, kind of going to be a playoff of a whole bunch of other things other people have said. But for me, it's something that as I move forward with that math example, instead of getting frustrated at the, I don't like thinking of the word mistake. The word mistake is loaded with negativity. It's information. So it's data. Can I just, I want to, okay, I'm listening to everything you're saying. I know you really well. And we started out talking about never giving up, but I want to like say that part of how do we get to the point where we embrace our neuro style, we look at our own unique sensory perception, we have integration, we have less judgment. Part of the never giving up is having humility of your own feeling state and then being aware of the words, thoughts, and actions you do to create moments of getting through your own unique crisis. So from a quantum universe standpoint, my understanding uh, when I went to this incredible like bridge discussion with Dr. Dan Siegel and Minos Kapatos, and this also parallels with many of the ascended masters and scientists and what you're talking about is that when we're in moments of crisis, those are the greatest opportunities because there's so much energy to be used. And we can take that energy of a feeling state or thought state if we're in it, while we're in it, if we're going more into flow state. So even if you're having a tough moment, you need to have many tools in your own toolbox that allow you to get from that tough state to kind of having the never giving up, or let's just now shift it away from never giving up to how do we reach our own thrive moments even when we are experiencing a tough moment, because every moment is, is another moment to something. It's not just like, okay, Kirk wins an award, Dr. Denise wins an award. It's the moments, like even this moment of you and I making the decision to show up for one another. And I just wanted to like really compliment that you work with children, you're doing coaching, you've got your podcast, you've got your vision but you show up in those moments of now with a mindset that has so many tools now in more kind and caring ways that are less judgmental towards yourself because there's so much brilliance that you've always been able to achieve. But sometimes what we tell ourselves in our mind, we've almost become our own worst enemies and we're the ones who step get in our own way. So I just wanted to like really almost like compliment you're you're giving these examples of when people kind of the, the red marks on the paper or when you're working with a student and they say things like I can't do this so it's really it starts from within everything starts from within and when you realize words like embrace neuro style and then you know chaos to cure it I, I mean I feel like that title is really loaded I mean I, I'd love for you to unpack that and why that's your title and what it means and how it grabs people's attention 
and where you're at in that journey. Like you've been telling us your journey, but how it, how it relates to what we're talking about. Well, you know, you, you stated it very eloquently. There, there are a lot of tools that I needed to learn to even be able to handle it. And one of my favorite things that you just said was during our, our moments of crisis, um, there's a book called The Dip and um, almost, it's very, very short. I'd highly suggest reading it for anyone because it's, it's usually for business, but um, it applies to so many things. And people typically give up at the point of maximum pain. And the reason I bring that up is that it is also at that point of maximum pain where our potential is limitless. So yes. when we are right at that moment where we're like, everything is bad, everything is this, what I have, what I had to learn to do, because I felt that quite often through depression from the bipolar, I mean, I talk about that in Chaos to Cure the Memoir, but also through just anxiety and generalized anxiety in my OCD, I'm constantly worried. So whenever I have a panic attack that truly, um, I, the best way to describe it is it feels like the, the sky is falling and my entire life is doomed. When I mm. feel that, what I, it took me a very long time oh. to practice doing this. So when that happens, what I what I try to do is I look at, okay, where am I going? Where have I come from? And then I just try, honestly, the Kirk. best thing that I've ever done is be grateful. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The gratitude is my secret sauce. But right when you said panic attack, correct? Yes. Can we, when we look at never giving up, to me, the sensory feeling state that everyone experiences different with a panic attack and knowing that generalized anxiety and panic are one of the most common things for humanity. Can you describe what a panic attack has felt like for you and all the sensory perception and then I can respond to that. Then we can discuss gratitude because I feel like just going deeper with this is a big example for never giving up. Oh, absolutely. You know, the the term anxiety is thrown around very often and it is extremely prevalent. The the panic attack when I go into them and everybody experiences them a little differently. What I can what I honestly feel happening is if I describe this visually, if I were writing a book, I would say like every clock in the house starts moving forward really quickly. That's this the perception. I feel like all of a sudden, all the time I had is gone. And at the same time, what happens is my heart rate elevates. My breathing is shallow. I often notice I don't even blink. So I'll be sitting there and I'll pace. I'll try to be breathing. I know the steps to take. So I need to go, you know, find a quiet spot, try to, to meditate. There are moments where it is so overpowering that I literally feel like everything is doomed. It's different than the depression because with the depression- okay, wait, 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 let's stay. Let's not go to depression right now. I want to stick with panic because so, this, this, what you just said about being in that moment, feeling like your heart's racing, There's you're running out of time. So there's a huge physiological component. Sometimes people get shortness of breath, stomach pains, tingling. And sometimes people think they're having a heart attack, that they're dying. So to me, the sensory feeling state that every unique person has when they have a panic attack is definitely this feeling of 911 crisis moments. And so when we're like, you know, never giving up or how do we get through it? you started to walk us through, you try to look at the tools in your unique toolbox, which I'd love for you just to unpack what your current tools are that allow you to have the non-giving up attitude during a panic attack. Just let us hear everything that you know how to do right now. Absolutely. So when when that panic attack you know, hits, 
Um, and it, it truly does feel like everything is falling apart. It, it's it's daunting because often you look at projects that you're even passionate about, and you feel overwhelmed to to even look at it. So for me, I have to move forward. I have, you know, people that count on me to show up and I have to be not only on top of my game, but I have to be on top of it so that I guide them correctly. So I have a responsibility. So one of the things is, is knowing one that that panic attack happens. And you said the physiological, for me, I shake my, um, uh, the breathing is really hard, tingly, definitely. Um, I did think I was having a heart attack at one point in time. That's, um, and it, it is overwhelming. So what I have found that works the best for me is to sit down and I start with literally like the most simplistic thing I can think of. Like, I am so grateful I can breathe. And then I go to my heartbeat. And then I'm thankful that my liver is working. And then I'm thankful my kidney is working. And I know that sounds silly, but by making the list, it pulls my mind from all of the things that are terrifying me. I honestly try to bombard my mind with only positives. I'm honestly, if I had to describe it, I'm trying to like literally blast all of my panic and my negativity away. And then I go deeper and I go, okay, I'm thankful for my my friends, my my dog, uh, my my loved ones. And the more and the longer I stay in that state of like being really grateful, I people, I don't need things. All I really need is peace. And once you start realizing that you are 100% as you are perfect, yes, Kirk. we all have things to do. It helps. Kirk, it's so... Uh everyone dun, dun, dun. it's so hard for me not to interrupt kirk this is why because there's so much so much vibrational in syncness i n s y n c in sync in sync i say that gratitude is my secret sauce and that's a vibrational frequency of being in gratitude pulls us back into the moment of now Gratitude pulls us back into the moment of now. Gratitude pulls us back into the moment of now. I have to say that. It's a vibrational state. So even if your gratitude is, I can breathe now. I have food, shelter, clothing. I have family. I have this. And what you just said, a big part of your never giving up and embracing your neurostyle and your journey of success and mastery is that gratitude is your secret sauce as well. And the, what you just said, the word peace, that is one of the biggest things that I love. If we talk about what is peace, what is your own inner peace? And everyone has their own. We, we are living in a world where people like commercials or things entice us to what we might want to try or what we might want to experience on earth. But I, I guess I want to invite everyone to stay in their own unique moment of honoring their neurostyle, their way they're going to use gratitude, the way they're going to use their peace, the way they're going to create their own team and think for themselves. Because I think sometimes people buy into what is happiness. You create your own happiness. It's not so, and we live in a very material, greedy world. And I feel like a lot of people are very, um, emotionally bankrupt or energy bankrupt. I was going to say spiritual, but I'm trying to use even more neutral terms because even the word spiritual for people sometimes feels religious. I feel like for me, the highest level of success and inner peace and gratitude is when you find out and really love yourself and you have enough energy then to attract other humans, your family members, people you love to create new lasting memories. And so I, I think I've talked about being like feeling like a spiritual billionaire. Maybe it's an energy billion. It's more being at peace is the prize. So I just want to say, it feels like you get that. Like you're part of your never giving up and all the things you've been through is you know how to get yourself back to like that inner peace. And like, I feel like you're also Kirk, would you say really mindful now 
of how you talk to yourself? Can you tell us your new dialogue? Can you tell us maybe the old dialogue versus new dialogue of how you got to this amazing place that you're at right now? Absolutely. So the old dialogue is, I mean, pretty much if, if you take any negative, I, I can't do this, or this is going to be way too difficult. This is something that is not possible. It's, there are so many, it was all negative. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve that. Even with money financially, if you don't feel like you deserve money, it's not going to show up. It's weird. But when you don't feel you deserve to be treated well, well, the the things you seek out kind of, I mean, unfortunately in my case, um, for since I didn't feel like I deserved things and I didn't feel valuable for so long, that's kind of how the world rewarded me. It wasn't that it, I mean, to me, the world kept giving me opportunities and I was so negative, I couldn't see them. So now the dialogue is, you know, I'm having um, a panic attack and I have to do this. One of the key things that I say, I have time. There's plenty of time. Everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to work out, you know, and even... A lot of times I know that I'm playing with my own brain and I'm tricking myself, but that's okay because I understand that it's it's to get me on track allows me to do the second thing that I think is in even, you know, uh, my my tool that stays even more steady, which is when I get myself calm, when my anxiety drops, when the panic is gone, then all of a sudden I can switch over to focusing on how can I make this world better? It's a huge passion for me to help as many people as I can. I so went wait, through this, this so isn't, much. Yes. This, what you just said, when I talk in terms of universal truths and the way I say I practice universe medicine, it's very, very mindful of what you just said. So back to the fundamentals of awareness self-love and altruism for all sentient beings, all race, gender, sexuality, animals. And I believe in other beings that we can't see. So what you just said about now, when you're in a place, you've gone from that crisis and then we get to that inner peace. So there's also moments of crisis, stabilization, thrive. When we're fortunate to be in that moment of thrive during our day. And then when you just said giving back. So being on earth, 8,100,000, I say universes, minds, feeling states, neurostyle differences is a gift. And if we realize how important we are and what you're doing is saying, now that I've had this mastery and continue to have, I'm going to say humbled mastery, because your humility is that you're still allowing yourself your feelings that, and this is something we all can do. We can smile to a neighbor. We can help someone give them a ride. We can teach them something. We can show up for a friend. And what you're doing right now, I want to just tell you, I listened to your podcast last night. Um, it's Jeffrey Freed, correct? Correct. Correct. So, so I just want to say what you're saying about giving back. I feel like your level of mastery in all the books that you've done, the shows that you're doing, and the collaborations that you're doing is your way of wanting people to have greater awareness and self-love earlier than you did because you feel like you had some years of suffering that if humanity was maybe where they're at now and you had more tools, you could have gotten there faster. But now we all know that time is timeless, I believe, and that this is your time. So I just want to like say that your realization of your giving back component is something I would want everyone to have. Like when we end up having our own self-love and then we understand and we can help someone else, that is the greatest level of the opposite of feeling alone, the opposite of energy bankruptcy, the opposite of spiritual bankruptcy. And Darwin, um, it's been known by many people if you read and also what I've read is everyone knows Darwin uh, is survival of the fittest. 
that's what everyone thinks of Darwin, but he really wanted to, and I've, I've heard this from people that knew him. And then also in my understanding, his biggest thing he wanted for humanity, there's nothing wrong with evolution and the real primal part of survival of the fittest, but in order for us to truly ascend as a humanity and like my love all kind concept is that we literally had to have cooperation and altruism. And I feel like once you have your own inner peace, how do you create more global peace, universe peace? It's a ripple effect. And your kindness is kindness, gratitude, creativity, intelligence, humility, art, collaborations. You, you, Kirk Miller, for me, knowing you, you are a beacon of light, a beacon of hope, a beacon of inspiration. Oh, well, that's the very, very kind of you to say. I feel the same way about you. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I, I would love everybody listening to know we get, we all have one superpower. And honestly, it's unending. There's no limit. The, when you help others and you truly mean to, if you're, you're, intent is positive to make the world a better place not just for yourself but for every person and you keep a very open mind and that means even keeping an open mind about things you might not even believe about my one niece is really into like demons and do they exist and my point was if they do well you glow bright enough wouldn't you just help them heal i mean to for me, I want to take everything that I used to struggle with and used to look at from a like an idea of darkness, I think. And Wait, can the, I just I okay. I'm here listening to you. Our interview's here, but I fly over it. And I wanted to one of my shows I want to do really soon is on being a skeptic and having an open mind and using the scientific method. So perhaps what you're just about to say about being open and taking a new look, a fresh look, we could do another show about that because to me that is being in the moment of now. And my understanding of the universe right now is that we are here on earth, but we needed to have demarcations of events, but, but time is timeless and we can go back to a feeling state of when we were suffering and we can recreate a new memory around that. And I feel like you've accessed that. And I've listened to what your incredible body of work with Jeff Freed. So I feel like what you were just saying about your niece, but maybe we can finish off this show with the never giving up because you were giving your niece a specific tool when she was perceiving demons. Do you think we could just spend maybe five to seven minutes and wrap up the show with a couple of never giving up examples that you can offer everyone so they know, like maybe a student that was having a tough time. I know you recently went through some uh, identity theft and it doesn't have to be long examples. We can do deeper dives later because your mind, I'm kind of blown away at where you're at on your consciousness journey and what I've been experiencing without talking to you for a couple months. I'm like, I'm like super nerdy about it, but I'm like, okay, Denise, calm down, listen to Kirk, <laughs> step away from getting off. Like, Let's just finish up this amazing episode on never giving up. But I just want to say thank you for the way you're processing everything. And you're so open and the way you're being the example, even right here on the show. You know, for, well, thank you for saying that. And it's, it's one thing because, you know, if one of the tools uh, and like I was um, talking about my knees is when we, we get a chance, um, every single moment we get a chance to literally kind of choose if we see it from an angle where it enlightens us, helps us understand more about ourselves, the world, the people we love, or we can take the easier route. And the reason I word, use the word easier is because it, everyone knows this exists. If you log on to news anywhere, negativity is the easiest thing in the world to fall into. Well, well, right now the pulse of consciousness and the energy vibration of the collective 
is vibrating where they want to hear more about fear and horror. And so the vibrational frequency and the way the animal part of the human mind, the brain, I should say, um, really craves that. And so once we realize that we're so much more than just our physical human existence, that the we're like little walking miracles of energy bundles and that we create our reality and that we can pick different news sites, we can pick different environments, we can pick different friend groups, we can pick different thought processes. So can you give though a couple tangibles because you and I know what we're talking about, but I feel like I want to wrap up with like maybe some great wins of the never giving up. Absolutely. So there's, I'll go through a few of them that I can think of off the top of my head. So um, one of them is um, a little girl that I worked with for a long time. And the very first time that she ever performed on an instrument, she was five years old. Um, she's now 14. The first time, I mean, massive meltdown, anxiety, unable to play and perform. And, you know, through years of working with her and explaining, you know, um, one, she's phenomenally talented. What was really neat about what um, happened is she, you know, she was first chair for the uh, Tennessee State Orchestra. There were, I think, over a thousand people that uh, tried out and she got it. And this is, um, you know, somebody that literally did not believe in themselves. And it was through time and just consistency of support. So that's one really good story. The other one that I have um, is there's some individuals. I love those. And uh, there's one that worked with me and it was actually one of the first ones of the pilot study and uh, for uh, bipolar. And he actually uh, texted me last week and it's been over 12 or 13 or 14 years since he started that, you know, his whole, he, he came um, completely recalcitrant to all medications, um, but two psychiatrists fired him, um, which is why he was able to partake in the pilot study because we were using an off-label medication for a new treatment. And now 12 years later, or 13 years later, I'm trying to remember, it's been a long time, he's continued to be stable. He was the only person not laid off in 2008 um, or uh, in the, uh, during the pandemic. He has continued to thrive with a whole bunch of other things, uh, relationship-wise, financially, family. Um, there are so many things. A lot of times, the most common thing that I have is people come in and what they do, and we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, everything they do, and they make a mistake, like the tiniest mistake in front of me, and you can just see all they do is hammer themselves for that mistake. They don't see the fact that the entire hour we've been spending together, they haven't made a mistake. They haven't slipped up, like if they're trying not to curse, right? They've, or whatever it might be, whatever the case is, they have been successful for 59 minutes. And the only thing they see is the one minute. So I don't like people. I try to tell everyone, stop thinking of mistakes. Stop thinking of that. It doesn't, a mistake is only accurate as a word when we don't do something about it. If we see something that we don't like, we can adjust to it. It's data, it's information. Almost everything is neutral. It's how we respond to it. So as long as we reflect first and we don't react first, we have a much higher probability of making sure we choose a healthy choice for our mind. And that helps shape our brain through neuroplasticity. There's so many wonderful tools, but the first thing is don't be cruel to yourself. Make sure the moment you start getting negative, you say how many things you can't do, how you're going to fail, how you have no, all of that. I will tell every single person, they don't care who you are. It is a lie. You are lying to yourself because any person is capable of success, happiness, love. And on top of that, everyone is deserving of success, happiness, and love. So I also want to just say that we all go through what you just said. 
we all go through moments where in the world it might seem like a failure, like a relationship ended, or we had bankruptcy, or a business partner uh, defrauded us, or we have a terminal illness, or we uh, have someone that we know that was murdered or committed suicide. So part of having the human experience is that there are things that feel like betrayals, emotional states of disappointment, but really those are unique experiences that hurt us, but that we can use the energy of the feeling state to rise to our own unique thrive. And that's different for everyone. So sometimes we have these bios that can be overwhelming. Someone might be like, oh my gosh, da-da-da, achieve da-da-da-da. But you have to be your own best friend and compare yourself. The other, the other trick is just be your own best you. That's it. It's so it's everything you've just said. So Kirk, right now, I, I'm so honored to know you. Where are all the ways people can find you and also some of your new newest creations that you're doing? Well, um, my, uh, my, I guess, uh, at symbol or call sign, whatever people use for nowadays to call it is at, and then chaos, the number two cured. It's all one word. So chaos number two cured. And that's on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. So you can find that there. The podcast that I do with Jeffrey Freed, um, who is, uh, he wrote right train right brained children in a left brain world, which is a New York times bestseller years ago. Um, that podcast can be found on any platform that you listen to podcasts. Um, the, the most, I, I almost, almost done with the final edit of my sequel for a fantasy book, um, that was up for an award last year as the best fantasy book. It was a finalist, the top 10 finalist. That book I'm really excited about. Just finished the artwork. There are so many things that I, you know, again, I was lost for a long time. So anyone listening, I do want them to understand that there's literally nothing that can hold you back once you see that you are valuable and you deserve, honestly, deserve to be happy. It, it doesn't mean you can't, you, everybody has to work. So when we dream big, we have to put in the time too. But if you don't dream big, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't take those chances, and if you don't take, uh, as you so elo eloquently stated, if we don't utilize those times of crisis to catapult us to where we want to be, and we let those sink us, that is the one thing that it, it there were times in my life where it almost took me out and I'm so glad it didn't. And, um, I'm so glad, you know, I never, um, was lost to this world. I just um, want to, that's, I just want to be humbled when I'm hearing you finish strong. You have this absolute gratitude that your own unique mental health state of suffering at times of depression, when you were thinking, how can I be on planet earth? I feel like this is a, such a positive way to end the show because you decided to stay and you decided to work through it, but it doesn't mean it was easy. So when we say never giving up, you decided to choose life and not death. So that's very profound. And I know you're so in a different space emotionally now, but sometimes it helps to remember that there were those moments where you didn't want to be here. So I just want everyone to have hope that you can get through anything you can. Just you're not alone too. So Kirk, don't, thank you for reminding us of that. Oh, it, it, what you just said, never being alone. There were so many times that I thought I was the only person or that it, there was nobody else that got it. And just what you just said, it is so important to never feel alone. And when you're at those deepest moments, you know, um, I, I do keep a journal and that is one thing. So of everything that I've done, that's positive. So when panic sets in or, you know, everything feels like it's falling apart, I can open it up and I can actually see objectively. Great. And that's a key part. I objectively, I can, okay, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as far off as I thought. And then the, the not giving up the, the part that really spurred me is I, I, don't like, I don't like losing. And for me, 
I didn't want to lose myself and I didn't want to be beaten down. And the only way you can do that is to fight back. And that is not aggressive. What it means is empower yourself so that you don't have to fight because there's no reason to fight. There's enough love to overpower this entire planet. There's just no reason to fight yourself, the people. I mean, it's just yeah. once well, you embrace they, yourself, the rest is easy. Well, Kirk, again, tell us exactly where people can find you and just thank you. I know we were wrapping up and what you said was so powerful. I just wanted to lift that up. So it sounds like you've not only embraced your neurostyle and beyond and continue to, you have a humbled awareness of keeping an open mind and attracting new ways of thinking and doing and healing. And you have a coaching practice, a show, books, and I'm looking forward to the day we're able to do some events together and let everyone know one more time where they can find you and I'll put in the link. Absolutely. So they can find me on any social media at chaos2cured um, or at chaos2cured. And, you know, uh, feel free to reach out uh, through the website as well, which is chaosdecured.com. And, um, you know, also for everyone listening, a lot of this stuff would not have been possible had I not had individuals and specifically Dr. Denise bringing up something like neurostyle and absolutely changing the entire dynamic of mental health. So please, you know, give yourself a shout out and um, to everyone listening, please make sure you share these shows. Um, it's important to honestly, all the people that were like me that didn't hear those words and were truly lost. So thank you, Dr. Denise, for all that you do and all the people that you help even without maybe even realizing it. So oh, um, that's it's really deeply I have my hand on my heart. I'm, it's like an infinity loop back to you, but also an infinity loop back to anyone that's feeling like they're giving up and also that they're not enough. You are, and we're sending you lots of love and Kirk, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Okay. More good, great content to come. Check out chaos to cured podcast. Uh, there's lots of Dr. Denise shows. There's all kinds of ways to, to enjoy life. Okay. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>